How are we doing? Uh, just finished practice. Sorry about my tardiness. I'm seven minutes late. Um, had a good practice today. Obviously, it's a short week. It's not a typical Monday. So it was a combination of a Tuesday-style practice. And, you know, we got a lot of uh, to make up, you know, in terms of game planning. Um, trying to get ready for a Friday, Friday afternoon game. So, uh, so far, so good. So... Uh, recapping the game, I think we've talked about that mostly already in my post-game press conference. Um, you know, there's some good things, and you know, on both sides of the ball. Obviously, we got to play more efficiently offensively. Um, I did mention about the the big drive that I think was really important that we were able to do and accomplish in the 90 yards, six minute or so, uh, 14 play drive, and get, getting seven points. That was really critical to to get that that opportunity done and executed. And I think the end of the game, like you saw with our defense, they, you know, they, they bent but didn't break. Uh, you know, best thing about what I felt our defense did this, this game uh, that we haven't done in, you know, quite some time is, you know, we had, we had four turnovers. And, you know, scoop and score touchdown, which was early part of the first quarter. Uh, we had two interceptions that were really fantastic plays and uh, another fumble recovery. So, you know, it's, there's some, definitely some positive signs that the defense can build on. I say right now the biggest issue that we both are working on on both sides of the ball is third down. You know, we're not getting off the field on defense and we're not staying on the field offensively, so we got to be better in those two areas. So we're going to work on those things and get ready for a great game plan versus Utah this week, where we know it's a very good football team. So Carl, going off of that with the third downs, um, you guys <clears throat> thought played pretty well first and second down. What was the big? <clears throat> excuse me. Big there's still, yeah, there's a number still. Uh, I'm talking about defensively. Yeah, defensively. Yeah, it's it's. I think there's some coverage things we got to really clear, clean up. I think that was the biggest culprit. Um, you know, by the way, we did have three sacks in the game, which we haven't had that either. So it was we had some really good things defensively that did occur in the game, but third down was. You know, some coverage things that we need to definitely clean up. Yeah, I see that being really the, the biggest focal point of that. And uh, we do have some young guys playing, so we, we got to make sure we're, we're doing systems that they're familiar with and that they feel like they can perform. So we, we're really scrutinizing that on the defensive side, really utilizing the things that our players can do well and not try to put too much on their plate. When Robert Barnes and Jack Lamb transferred in, maybe they didn't get the playing time they expected early on, but their patience has kind of paid off here. Just curious what you've seen out of them in, in that sense, their patience, their development, and obviously they're making big plays out there. You know, I, I have to give both of those guys, or they, because they were, you know, grad transfers that came here and, and probably didn't start the season in the hopes of what they were expecting, which was being, you know, starting members and, and being an integral part of our defense. But like you said, Adam, they, they have evolved and, and really uh, have caught up to got, were caught up to speed and through the process of, of, of some, sometimes it's injury. You know, when Nate went down, you know, we had to, to use three or four guys in different packages to, you know, really fill that void uh, when that happened. So now that they're both been playing extensively these last, you know, four or five weeks, you can see that their abilities and their comfort levels really starting to, to flourish right now, and they're triggering faster and they're playing faster. So uh, that's been a, a big silver lining for us defensively is, you know, with Nate's injury and him not being able to play, those guys have eventually 
kind of been caught up to speed and are starting to make some plays that they're capable of making. Carl, we haven't um, seen a lot of emotion out of you, like what we see on the sidelines on the TV camera. You look pretty stoic, but after the game, you got pretty emotional with the team when you were talking about this upcoming game with Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd that come from? Was it calculated? Was it just something you felt was right in the spur of the moment? Kind of talk us through it. That's interesting. Uh, you know, that's people have said that I, I am, I would say reserved. I won't say stoic. <laughs> I say I'm reserved, but. Believe me, I'm boiling inside. It's, and you can ask any of my players that. They'll say, well, don't, don't let that, that, that what my exterior looks like, looks like uh, fool you. Um, I'm just focused. You know, I'm really focused in games. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about the strategy of the game. You know, when is, when is there an opportunity for us to make something special happen? You know, there's, there's not always a number of things that we're trying to accomplish. There's, you know, there's special teams, you know, plays that I like that we've been working on all season trying to find the right moment for those things so we're it's a number of things that I think about in the course of the game along with what's going on you know play after play but what happened in the locker room is that the team was was really excited I was excited that they had a hard-fought win and you know their their confidence is is getting better you know it's getting better you know it's we struggled at times matter of fact a year you know two weeks ago you know, we're winning the game and we come out in the second half at UCLA and we just didn't have any answers and nobody rallied to, to really stop the bleeding. And then this week we found some, you know, we found someone that, that can start making some plays and everybody started to, to rally with. So, you know, I, this team is learning to, to become a, a team. You know, they're, they're learning to be able to cover up for areas where one side of the ball is struggling or you know, poor special teams play, or which we haven't had many, but they're starting to understand that, you know, anything can happen at any moment that changes the, the complexion of the game. And, and this game was definitely that way. You know, if it was, it was, you know, you guys all had the stat sheets, you know, they, you know, the team that had all the yards and, you know, all the first downs and third down conversions, they didn't win the game. Well, we played smarter, you know, at, at the critical times and we took care of the football and, we were opportunistic in getting turnovers, and then we had to score when we needed to score. So those are elements that I think teams uh, learn how to do, and we're starting that process of learning how to perform in those difficult moments. Nico Reed's not the biggest guy on your football team, but he's gotten out there as a true freshman in many plays. What does he do well that's allowed him to have that impact? His, his confidence and attitude is off the charts. He came in that way. When he was here this summer, you know, he wasn't intimidated about, wow, this is college football, I made it, you know, I got all these teammates, I know they're good players, and he came in saying that I fit right in and I can compete, I can help this team, put me in coach, you know, I can showcase what I can do, and, and, and really, literally, ever since he stepped on the field, he's had that attitude and he's been able to perform and, and you know, in the fashion that he exudes about himself. So him making that play in the end zone, you know, he's done that in practice. You know, he's done it with some of our best receivers. So he's just a really true competitor, and we all trust him. You know, that's hard to do when he's a true freshman. You know, oh, shoot, you know, in some critical moments of games. But he's always has a knack of being around the football and being in position when he's covering people, and, and he's been making plays. So... And, you know, you haven't even seen him as a returner yet. Wait until he returns, and he may have a chance to do that. Actually, he will have a chance to do that this week because of Brendan being out, Brendan Rice. So, 
you're going to see, you know, a little bit more of what Nico Ree can do because he's a, he's a dynamite athlete and, and he's very confident, <laughs> very confident. Um, I guess as you just mentioned, with Brendan being out, do you see guys like uh, Chris Carpenter, Ty Robinson? Exactly. They're going to play bigger roles. They're going to have to. And, you know, Montana went out two weeks ago. Now Brendan's out. So, you know, uh, Chris Carpenter had a big catch, big third down catch that was really critical and part of that 90 play, that 90 yard drive. And it was good to get his confidence going. So, yes, he's going to play with Chase and, you know, Ty. And, you know, you still have Daniel. You still have, you know, you still have Dimitri, too. So, you know, we still have a very capable group, very confident group, and they know they can make plays, and we just got to put them in positions to make plays and, and execute some good offense, but we feel we have the capabilities to do that. Carl, a little preview for Utah. What were they doing that got them as dominant as they were against uh, Oregon, and then their defense just – was it their defense that shut them down, or they just had the ball too long in order for Oregon to get a chance? I, I believe Utah got better – every week of the season as you know they had some struggles early and I think it was right around the probably week six seven of the season that they just started really to click you know defensively they're 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 playing as good as they played all season uh they're very very stingy on that side of the ball they they're confident they play well it's a great system on defense and then offensively their quarterback that that came in and replaced the guy early in the season he's kind of you know, developed, a, you know, kind of a, you know, kind of an aura of himself within their offense because he's a dynamic player himself. He will take off and run it when he has opportunities to do that. You know, he's been able to throw passes and create big play chunks with, you know, their system with, and they do a lot of things with their tight ends and receivers and, and, and then they have the great balance of the run game too. So, they're, they're a difficult team to defend, you know, on the offensive side. But the quarterback's playing really well, and defensively they're playing really well. And, and that's, you know, the reason why I think they, they ended up with that win last week versus Oregon. Carl, Kyle's been there for a very And they had a punt return, by the way, for a touchdown. Carl, uh, Kyle's been there for a very long time, and obviously they've got an identity. They, their program is very well set. Uh, is that kind of a, a blueprint that you know, Colorado or other programs in Pac-12 can look at and Kind of model somehow after Utah. I don't. I don't know if it's to say the model after what they're doing, but I think we all, if you get a chance to be at a place for a long period of time, your your foundation of what you are uh, as a program gets really established, and you have years of classes that go through that program that have, uh, you know, they have uh, a great feel of what the expectations are and their systems of what they play defensively and offensively. You know, it's it's. When you have older seniors that can help coach the, the underclassmen about what it looks like and continue that pattern of growth year after year, it gives you a chance to have great stability and, and really a stable level of success. And, and that's not taking anything away from Coach Whittingham because he's, he's an excellent coach. But that's what we all aspire to do once we get a chance to you know, get our foundation set in your program and start building with recruiting classes and you know, and start having the, the natural you know, ascension through your program and with seniors being able to help coach the younger players and, you know, kind of rejuvenates itself year after year. And, you know, we're just in the beginning stages of that. You know, we had a, a half year, a year ago, which really doesn't count in my opinion because it was a COVID year and it was kind of weird. But this year is kind of that year really 
is you're you're breaking you're you're building that strong foundation now. And the one thing I'm proud about this team is that they they do have a lot of fight in them. They have a lot of fight in them. We got to coach better. We got to continue to bring them and develop them better, so that they can do things at a higher level of consistency. And and I think that's coming. I really do. I feel we're we're heading in the right direction. Coach, you, you look at the last few games that you guys have had, and it's like the old game shoots and ladders. You go kind of up a little bit, and then all of a sudden you hit that slide and you're back down, and you're thinking, what the heck happened? How do you as a coach avoid the slide back now that you have the rally cry that you had this week? Well, you, you, you still have to coach those moments as they come, you know, as they come up. You know, I, I referenced earlier about the UCLA game and how poor the performance was in the second half. You know, that was something we talked about quite a bit from Monday through that whole week prior to Washington that, that I believe helped us sustain, sustain a level of consistency and effort, you know, that gave us a chance to win the game last week. So, you know, these guys are, 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 are first time working together and going through these ebbs and flows of the season. You have to coach them through all of those moments uh, about how this should have happened and you know, this is a great job right here, which we had a number of, of those issues that came up in a, in a positive way last week. But you still have to continue to bring them along with understanding that's really the, you know, that's, that's, an, that's a typical Saturday, you know, in college football. You're going to have some adversity. How do you handle that, that adversity? How do you get back on track? There's get back on track calls that offensively and defensively that you make to try to get your team settled down, you know, from a coaching perspective. So it, it's really just marching through every one of those experiences and talking about it and giving them the, the solutions as we get out of it. And I think those are the things that are starting to show in some of those difficult moments now. Curry, you guys have been pretty good at home on the road. It's been a little bit different story. Is that partly because of a young team that they've got to learn how to win on the road as well? We have to learn how to win on the road, and we haven't done that. And, you, you know, we were four and two last year, and you know we had two road wins, we had two home wins, and then we had two losses that were, you know, one was at home and one was on the road in the bowl game. I call that a road game since it wasn't in our stadium. So it's it's we've we we have had some discussions on that, but that's really going to be a major point going into this off season about what that looks like, and and really reference a lot of the games we had this this year where we were probably having a chance to be in control of games and we didn't, you know, we didn't finish for one reason or another. So that goes back into your question about those are things we got to talk about and understand that our performance when you're on the road is completely, you know, something that, you know, it's, it's different. It's not at home. You don't have the home crowd. You, you're, you have things that are against you from an environment standpoint, but you have to utilize that as, you know, a source of strength, though, you know. You know, I, I think that's really something that this team will learn, you know, over the course of the next this offseason and we'll be we'll show a better better effort on those things, particularly on road games in the future. Utah is one of the better fronts in the country. Is this a good litmus test for your offensive line kinda of going into the offseason to kinda of gauge where they're at? It's you know, each week has been a great litmus test <laughs> for our offense and you know, we still have to, you know, we still have a lot of work to go there, uh, even though they've made some levels of improvement. I didn't think they played particularly great last week. You know, we didn't protect as well, and, you know, but we did some good things, not to a level that where it was prior to when I made the change. But, you know, we need to make sure that, that we're playing solid, you know, through, you know, 
throughout the game. And I believe this, this is going to be a great test for, for both fronts. You know, there are their offensive fronts, a big offensive line. Their left tackle is as big as anybody I've seen in college football. And, you know, so it's going to be a challenge for, you know, Carson and those guys rushing off of that, you know, their left tackle. He's a, he's a really big kid and very talented. So, you know, they have a good size front on both sides. So it's going to be a great challenge for both of our, both of our fronts, offensively and defensively. You already mentioned Brendan. I want to ask you about a couple other guys. Is there a chance Nate plays this week? A chance. A chance. Okay. Guy Thomas? Uh, a chance. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Janaz Jordan uh, did not. There's a chance. Yeah, there. Yeah, he, he just had a, he had a sore shoulder, but he's feeling good today in practice today, so we're hopeful he's up for the game. The same thing with Justin Jackson, who's out of concussion protocol now, and Jamar is out of concussion protocol now, so those guys should be up for the game. He probably will not play. Okay. No, his his injury is probably a couple weeks away, so he's probably not going to be able to play. All right. Thanks, All right. Coach. Thank you.